0: Yeah, or you can squeeze in your chair, whatever's more comfortable. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna feel awkward. It's right in my Keep right <laughs> here. I got you. Okay. I got you. You're listening to Lead'em to Life, where it's our prerogative to explore what it means to be authentically human and fully alive. We have far more questions than answers, but believe that extraordinary answers can be found in the ordinariness of a journey. I'm your host, Emily Leedham. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Lead Them to Life. We're back in season three, ready or not. We're underway. Here we go. Uh, the so it's been a little while since last time we've chatted. We've had a baby since then, and I am back at work, ready to launch another season. And I just told my dear friend Beth, sitting across from me, that. I uh, needed a friend to talk to as I get back into the hot seat of podcast mode. So Beth Pohl, welcome to Lead Them to Life. Thank you.
1: I'm happy to be here.
0: I feel like you've kind of been with me on the Lead Them to Life journey from the beginning. Yeah. Haven't you? I'm pretty sure I called you before I launched and said, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. What do you think? And you've just been a great encourager. So it's been awesome. I'm so grateful for you coming in and bringing little so Mister Joseph along, who's yeah. just snoozing right next to us in um, in his car seat. What a <laughs> this is like m- like working motherhood <laughs> all all of my dreams coming true. It's not even my baby, and I'm just delighted <laughs> by it. So, okay, Beth. First of all, tell us a little bit about who you are, who you're married to, your family, that kind of stuff. Yes.
1: So I'm married to a wonderful husband, Levi Pohl. He really is great. Yes, he is amazing. Um, he's my rock and um, love him very much. And we have six amazing children. Uh, my oldest is nine, Aiden. Um, and then I've got Camden, who is eight. And then Emma is our only little girl. She is um, almost five. She entered preschool with our little best friend, Miss Claire. Yes. Do you know that they, does Emma tell you every day
0: that they play at recess together? Yes. And yeah. They, I get the lowdown of.
1: Yeah. who they play with and yeah. who wasn't nice to them
0: I know <laughs> me too okay we're gonna all right, we're gonna come back to the yeah. preschool thing in a hot <laughs> second finish the last few
1: <laughs> and the last three are all three little boys that are all super close together um, Cooper just turned three Samuel is almost two and Mr. Joseph is almost six months so,
0: oh, yeah yes. those bottom three are just like a little trifecta oh. they are gonna be best friends mm-hmm. for life of oh, wow. Aiden and Cam really awesome. it's yes. really cool yeah, they're just so fun, though. I love watching them interact <laughs> and that kind of thing. Um, okay, I'm having better feelings about preschool. So, listeners, I kind of had some mixed emotions about preschool. I don't think I anticipated. Uh, I mean, I like, intellectually, I knew that it was going to be a major shift. But I don't think I anticipated the emotional shift that it was going to be for me. And it's really difficult for me because I'm very much a let's celebrate the growth. Let's celebrate the changes. Like I never wanted to be that mom that when a birthday came up or whatever, I was like, oh, stop growing. You know, I wanted to be like, this is good. Like they're actually supposed to grow. I want to celebrate these milestones, all of the things. Right. You know this about me. But preschool was freaking hard, man. It's a big baton to pass. It's a big yeah. baton. And I think it felt, <clears throat> at the beginning at least, for me, and I'm curious if you felt this with Aiden, um, who, your first, when he went to preschool, I, it feels more distant from me in some way like daycare i think because i saw the same person every day that i would drop off and pick up from and that kind of thing or that i still do with my with my little girls but um i don't like i don't know the rest of the families i don't know the other kids i really don't even know the teachers it's a much bigger community
1: yes and they get to know so many more kids Mm -hmm. and kids that you probably won't ever even meet yeah. Some of the time. Yeah. You Which get to know their good thing. friends, but there's still a ton of other kids in the school, right. even small schools. Right,
0: right. And then I think too, you want to know everything about their day. Mm-hmm. But a four-year-old reliving their day is, I mean, you're just going to get... A lot of nuance. Yes. The highs and the lows and and two in between. (laughs) Like the what are you talking about? You know, kind of thing. Although Claire's a great communicator. So she is. I mean she'll tell me like, what Emma and I played at recess and we and we William wanted to play with us and we let him play with us and this other person wanted to play with us, but he was being mean, so we said blah 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 and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know. (laughs) But I feel like we're turning a corner. So we're a few weeks in, it's getting better, it's getting easier praise the Lord, yes. we're turning the corner. And Claire's like super excited about it, which is a lot better. Oh, that good. Um, how's it been going with your olders back at
1: school? You know Quieter it's, house. Um, I would not say the house is quieter. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they actually entertained my younger kids younger a little ones. bit more. Yeah. That I anticipated. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's actually been harder at home now. Yeah. With the littles and... Yeah. They're sad when Emma goes to preschool cuz she sure. goes to half days right. every afternoon. Right. So, yeah. This- so
0: you're like leaning full into stay-at-home mom life right now. Um, but and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but I um you also just have a passion for like a well-ordered home and uh you actually have been discerning you've kind of started and then baby came along but do you want to mention just your the business and kind of why because I
1: think that's a good insight it's like why you and I
0: are having this conversation
1: so I have just loved organizing in general since I was little it's just
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm like that's really great and I'm very grateful that you're my friend because you can come over and organize my house anytime
1: um but it has developed more than just an organizational thing it's become minimalism and decluttering and just having your home function for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, I have a passion for helping moms to be saving time so that they can spend that time with their kids yeah, and their family and the things that matter most to them. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we're running around because we can't find something or we're drowning in papers and toys and All of these things that just accumulate with big families, Mm -hmm. small families, just starting out with kids. Mm -hmm. um, And just trying to focus on what really matters and what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that, I started up a little business um, before two of the kids, actually. I think I just had, we had four at that point. Yeah, that's right. And then um, I had a few clients and I made some amazing friends kind of along the Mm -hmm. way. Um, and then COVID hit kind of and you can't really go in homes once everything kind of hits. So it just kind of stopped. And I just I haven't started it up again because I've just I'm in the phase where I'm focusing on our family. We've yeah. got two more kiddos, and yeah. um we'll yeah. see what happens and what where the God leads us. But yeah. Um, we had called it um Simple with Elizabeth and we'll just we'll just see where it Simple goes.
0: with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Tell me why simple with Elizabeth.
1: Because I think I believe that things should be simple because the processes that you put in place will make your life simpler, and I feel like that's how God intended it to be. Mm-hmm. When you think about Jesus in his time on earth, he was born to a simple life, and his disciples were simple mm-hmm. in their, what they did. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's possible for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll look different for mm-hmm. each one of us depending on what our family situation is, whether mm-hmm. you're um, young and single, or if and you're empty, empty masters, masters. Yeah. and all those stages along the way. I don't know if I know
0: this answer for you. Well, I don't know a lot of the answers of <laughs> questions that I have for you, but is there a moment where, cause you talked about you've always been passionate about like, or excited about organizing and just mm-hmm. kind of like a naturally organized person. And that brings you peace and joy and all of those yes. things. Was there a moment where it shifted or you became aware that, hey, this isn't just something that I am good at or that I like doing, but that I actually have like a, a mission here or a desire and that this is something bigger than just keeping something organized?
1: I think once I started staying home and talking to other moms and realizing that not everybody functions like I, <laughs> I do and just learning that... Um, other, I might be able to help other people you know, through this walk and um, giving the talents and gifts that God's giving me um, to help others. Yeah. And I think that um, that's given me a lot of life. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, I love how you say that. That's just given me a lot of life. Because I think when we find those passions, it mm-hmm. does. It just brings us life, it brings us a renewed. Energy and purpose and joy and all of those things that can kind of pull us out of our out of ourselves. Yes, you know? for sure. Okay, so maybe a good place for us to start is for you. What do you think of when you think of home? Like, what's the importance of home? Um, what kind of comes to your mind when you think about home?
1: Home for me is a safe haven, um, somewhere that I want. Um, myself and my husband and our kids to come home to that is a safe place um, no matter what Mm. and that they are feel cherished and loved and um, feel God's presence there Mm -hmm. and in order to do that your home has to reflect that so for us um, this all kind of started as we started diving deeper within our faith and um
0: Do you feel like that
1: grew in the last couple of years? Oh, for sure it has. Yeah, And that's really driven changing from the organizing. I love organizing and having things all in its place to why do I love organizing? And what about organizing um, is so important? And that's really changed to more of a minimalism. Um, And then I've been reading different books and things, and I took – this definition of minimalism is really where my heart is at. Okay, yeah. Um, it says, minimalism is the intentional promotion promotion of the things that we value the most and then removing all the things that distract from it. It is a life that forces intentionality. And as a result, it forces improvements in all of the other aspects of your life. So I think for me, um, when you think of minimalism, sometimes you just think of a blank slate. Yeah. And, and you just think of is. like a bed and yeah. like a glass and a cup. Yep. You know, just, just yep. the very minimal, yep. simple things. Yep. But I think it can be different for everyone. And I love that definition because it really forces you to think about what's really important to you. Yeah. And for us, it's really putting God at the center of everything. Mm-hmm. And um, if something doesn't reflect what your mission and— how you want to live your life then it needs to go mm-hmm.
0: i'm struck by the fact that the first part of that definition is that it's the promotion first and foremost it's the promotion of the things that you most value yes because i think i when i think of minimalism i think of like chucking things yes you, know, you think trash. of decluttering yes i think of decluttering yes which is actually really therapeutic for me like i love to throw <laughs> things away you know this yes, <laughs> like I I it, I, it really brings me a lot of joy um but i love that there's that it starts with the promotion of the things that we yes. value you know so there's been moments and the, the actually the example that's coming to my mind is we have two bookshelves you know on mm-hmm. the side of our fireplace And at times I look at those bookshelves and think, gosh, that looks a little messy or that looks a little cluttered or whatever. Right. And I compare that to like what I see on these Instagram gals (laughs) that I follow that have perfectly color coded. Yes. Or it's not even books. It's just like curated, beautiful decorations kind of thing. And and every time that thought kind of crosses my mind, I have to I have to pause and think we actually really value books in our home.
1: And, and why do you value books?
0: Right, because they've been so influential for us. It's helped us to like draw closer to truth. Um, you know, for some of the books that are just more like fun reads, I think it's provided a sense of adventure or discussion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually impacted our family. Yes. So it's actually the promotion. Mm-hmm. of the things that we value it's not necessarily just a hey let's declutter and get rid of all these things because they may be look a little messy or it's not perfectly color coordinated or right whatever you know um oh I love that definition that's so helpful um are you naturally
1: a minimalist no me neither say more about that I'm more I would say I'm more on the hoarding side of things. Really? And I think it's something that I have to fight through because you can organize a ton of stuff and yes. make it look beautiful and organized and everything still has a place. Yep. But that does not mean you're minimalizing and you still have all of these things that are bogging you down. You're having to clean all of yeah. these things and that's taking your time away from the things that really matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm curious for, y- for you, the um where you say that you probably lend yourself more towards like the hoarding side of the spectrum you're not a hoarder hoarder. I know but
1: but, like you let you tend to I want to keep everything because I might need it in the future I was gonna say what is
0: it behind it for you so it's not necessarily a nostalgia it's a I might need it
1: I might need it I would say that's
0: Matt yes haven't you bonded about that before yes we have we've talked
1: about this yeah because it's it's though
0: and and I mean to his credit, sometimes he pulls things out that I'm like, oh, that's really better like that's really beneficial right now. It's I'm glad, I don't glad have that to you re-buy kept that because yeah. I would have chucked it, you know. Um, but that's but I think it's an interesting question for us to ask ourselves. It like, is. why am I this way? Or what are the things that I tend to be um more like materialistic about or like grasping for things? Mm-hmm. Um Because I think for different people, it's different things. Oh, for
1: sure it is. You know,
0: like some people tend to buy lots and lots and lots of kitchen supplies or like, I I know somebody who like food is their thing. And it's not because they're eating a lot of food, but they just buy like lots and lots and lots of food. And it's a frustration for them because they feel like, oh, I'm constantly like, I end up throwing things away because I can't go through this much. And so they had to work through why... Why am I doing this? Well, you know, what is this fear mm-hmm. or whatever? I think for me, sometimes it's like a materialistic thing where I love like clothes or I love, um, yeah, like home decorations or whatever, right. right? For other people, it might be tools in the garage. Like, but what is that thing for us and why is it? Some people stuff it's stuff a- for their kids,
1: toys, oh, for- yeah. That's, right? that's a huge thing. You don't want your kids to miss out on the yeah. newest and greatest thing. Yeah. And it's coming from a good place, mm-hmm. but you can easily bog down your kids with too much. You're mm-hmm. overstimulating mm-hmm. when really getting back to the basics mm-hmm. is really what's beneficial for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and spending the time with them. Mm-hmm.
0: So while I, I want to get into just kind of like order and in, in all of those things, but bef- before we go there, For somebody listening that is um, intrigued by this idea of minimalism, what are some things that come to your mind to help people kind of promote those things that they value in their home while at the same time uh, diminishing or however that that, um, definition described it, those things that cause chaos or whatever? What are some things that can be helpful to get us...
1: Well, I think the first the question that you're going to have to ask yourself is like discerning what God's will for your life is, and like what your mission is, mm. and because it's going to be different for everyone. And that's going to show you what you value. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be for us. I mean, I think I've. I mean, I started this when I first started staying home, decluttering and organizing it. And it's like a constant thing, especially with kids. They kind of kind of keep going through. Yep. and Keep asking yourself, why am I keeping this? Does it bring Um, Does it bring me closer to being a saint? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're all called to do. Mm -hmm. And
0: how would you answer the question of you have to start with what is your mission and what is it that you want for your
1: family? Um, My mission is to get my husband to heaven and to raise children to know their value and who they really are as children of God.
0: How does that play out in your house?
1: Um, We have completely flipped things and we have— a lot more books, children's Catholic books and religious books. They love their rosaries in their rooms. They've got the water fonts in their mm-hmm. rooms that they just love. Camden actually just came up last night because his was all empty. He needed more holy water <laughs> yeah. for his room. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, things like that that's really embracing. And then as they've gotten older, they embrace different things so when they start asking about like the wa- water fountain they yeah. wanted one in their room yeah. okay that's great yeah let's let's encourage that um they want to learn about more saints let's go go get some books about specific saints that you're interested in and let's learn about that
0: are there things you got rid of in the process of this flip
1: in your house we got a, rid of a lot of sports things actually really yes
0: because that was like the idol in your house a little bit um
1: I think it's what we both kind of um, knew. Uh-huh. Growing up, we both played sports. Yeah. And um, I think for some people, it can be an idol. I,
0: yeah. Maybe not in your experience I mean, or in and your to some house degree, per se, yes, but. It was.
1: Um, but I think that we still play sports, but it's not something that we um, push so much. Yeah. I mean, it's important to stay active and yeah. well rounded and all of those things. But instead of focusing so much on, um, Tom Brady and those types of things. I think we encourage um, the people that are in those sports that have the characteristics that we want our kids to have. Those
0: virtues that we want. Okay, can we take a quick rabbit hole conversation Yes, really fast? Parents, I'm going to talk about Santa Claus in about five seconds. So go ahead and take five seconds. If you'd like to turn off Lead to Life (laughs) while driving in your minivan, this would be a great time to do so. Okay, your five seconds is up. Okay, this is how I feel about Santa Claus. In terms of I I struggle a little bit. I'm not anti-Santa. But I struggle like with the pushing and the promotion of Santa because that's really hard to compete with. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. So like if in our house we're like constantly pushing like whatever the sports star mm-hmm. is or if the focus right, whatever. is Santa Claus, yes, yes, and it's and it's so magical and it's so exciting and it's cool and it's fun and whatever that like if that excitement is at the detriment of like our values or or if, you know in the case of Santa Claus if that's at like the diminishing of what Christmas is about and the welcoming of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know, King of the world. I think that's, I, I like don't know the balance there. I just think it's a constant thing for me to
1: navigate. Well, it's going against our culture, our, yeah, what we see and totally. what, what what's selling. And the thing I is not mean, bad either. No, it's not. But so, that's, so there's there's so many good things, but I yes, think it's yes. finding out what's really good for your family and why. Yes. I think a lot of the, yes. it's F, sorry, that's my thankful reminder.
0: Oh, what are you thankful for?
1: i'm thankful for being here with you today
0: is that a, how do you do that you set a, an alarm on your watch
1: yes that's the best at, thing ever it's been really good i've done it for about a month now oh my it gosh. kind of like regrounds me when i've got like this. screaming kids <laughs> it grounds me. that's really good i love that that's so at, happened. at 10 a.m and um at 2 p.m it, it that's the coolest. a little reminder
0: Oh my gosh! You and my have kids so know so many good tips of things like this. Oh yeah, you're the best.
1: Camden stops me. He's like, "Mom, you got to pray now." When he hears <laughs> Mom, it, <laughs> that's
0: awesome. I love it. Okay, moving on from yeah, Santa sorry. Claus. He's real. Welcome back, friends, <laughs> young friends listening. Um, okay, so some other tips. So first of all, from to move towards minimal, minimal minimalism, um, defining what you value, what are you about, all of those things. Um, any like practical things. That come to your mind of like, because I'm just picturing myself, like I would want to stand in my kitchen and like literally just look around with a fresh pair of eyes or in our living room or room, my bedroom,
1: whatever. There's so many different ways to like start tackling this. Yeah. i kind of um, like Marie Kondo. I do. anti Marie Kondo, right? I'm not anti. I just don't like her reasoning. Like,
0: ah, like hold this thing. Does it bring you joy? Because yeah, it's, but not, it's not, not about the to, like, joy. what's the it's mission?
1: why. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. But yes, yes, definitely. Like, yeah. I'm all about her processes and. Yeah. And how she folds her clothes yeah. in her drawer. Actually, I don't do that. You don't like that? I know that? you do. Well, because my kids can't do that. And my it's important for me for my kids to be able to do it.
0: Ah, uh, that's a really great point. Yeah, I'm totally selfishly
1: just thinking about only
0: my closet right
1: <laughs> now and how much
0: <laughs> stacking my shirts the other way has been a game changer for me.
1: For <laughs> me, it's honestly been getting rid of more stuff. So I don't need to worry about the space. Yeah. And
0: constantly be click and constantly be picking it up.
1: Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you made a comment earlier, especially in regard to children, um, that so much stuff is often overwhelming, um, that then it, they can no longer actually participate and engage with it in the way that we would hope that they would be right. able to, because it's it's overwhelming. Exactly. It's, it's yeah, Overstimulating. It's overstimulating. Them. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. looking for. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's let's talk a little bit about just the power. You have a thought.
1: Well, you had asked how you go about it, yeah, and I was just yeah, going to say, yeah.
0: Did you have more? Go yeah.
1: On. So there's so many different ways that you can do it. There's like an eight week program that you can do, and it kind of. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so then it, it it's the slower process. Okay. So that's actually what I'm going to start doing. Are you really? I'm going to do it before Advent. So then do you
0: want to do it at my house as well.
1: Let's do it together. Let's do a challenge. Okay. So each week, it's like you focus the first one. You have to do your bedroom first. Okay. With your spouse. Yes, that's important. Um, but before that, Matt
0: always asked me, like, Emily, did you throw this away? <laughs> my kids <laughs> like, do that to me. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen that thing <laughs> in my life. No. Okay, continue. So you do it for your room first.
1: Yes, to get the buy in then from the rest of your family. Your kids are a little bit smaller, but you could probably talk to Claire. But we're going to sit down with the boys specifically, and Emma probably, and talk about what we're going to do to our house and why. And then I want them to really understand it rather than, Mom, did you throw this away again? Yeah, yeah. But for them to actually like yes, engage in the process and know why we're we're doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. um, so we're going to start with our room and kind of mm-hmm. go through those, and then each week it's a different area. Mm-hmm. So then by the time you're done, your house is kind of ready to start for Advent and to really focus on cool. getting ready and preparing for Christ. So cool,
0: yeah. So that's in what, that way, it's kind of going through and basically just room by room, looking at what do we need or not need.
1: Yes, here it's kind of the right? same concept. I, I feel like you need to take everything out. Yeah. Touch it all.
0: Yeah. Try
1: it on. All yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all yeah. the advice that you kind of hear.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I actually appreciate that because I think it makes it a little bit less daunting to uh kind of go room by room or week by week how everyone's. It's so more doable. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if I were to look at, you know, a whole house or whatever, and I'm a little bit more of a minimalist by nature. Um not not hardcore, but definitely more by nature. Um But I have noticed in myself when things start to get cluttered, I can begin to feel overwhelmed. Yes. And I can kind of like push it behind a closed Mm -hmm. door, not because I want to keep the stuff, but because it's overwhelming to me to try
1: and find the time to go through it. What am I going to do with this? Figuring out those next steps and constantly having a bin that's to donate, to throw away all these things. Right, right,
0: right. So for you, as you have... Um, and I know you're going to do this again, but you've also been in the process yes. of, of doing this over the last couple of years and helping other, other people. people to yeah. do it and that kind of thing. How do you think it has changed your experience of being in your home and how has it changed you?
1: I think it's changed me and that I really truly understand like having things, um, for me specifically, I've got a very type a personality yeah. and it's very overwhelming for me staying home when things are a mess. But if there's less things- Like you want to get out of your house, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, I just can't function in the morning to sit down and do my morning prayer because there's a, there's a mess everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so if I am able to eliminate the, so many things that need to happen in order for the space to be clean, um, it brings a lot more order to our family and to everything that we do. And part of that has also been minimalizing our calendar. And less commitment so that, that we can truly focus on the family.
0: All right. And let's go important. there. Let's talk about the calendar.
1: Well, this all kind of came about when actually at the um couples conference that we had back in yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah, two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And um father or no, Deacon. I
0: t- cannot believe I'm blanking on his name. Somebody's yelling it at the... Keating. Keating. Thank you. Thank yes, you. There
1: okay. we go. <laughs> Keating challenged us that like, he was talking about couples that come in to see him and talk about how busy they are. And he just flat out just says, you did that to yourself. You did this. And that, that just... Levi and I just keep coming back to that and looking at our calendar every Sunday when we sit down to do our calendars and say... This is what we did to ourselves. What What's important to us? Do we really need to be doing all these activities? And it gets harder with the more kids you have and the more things that you really need to discern what's beneficial to them and what's beneficial to our family as a unit. Mm-hmm. And being really picky about what we say yes to and what we say no to. Mm-hmm. And really keeping, I think for us, being keeping Sundays as the sacred Holy Family Day, Mm -hmm. and um, putting our foot down with those types of engagements. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that for me, for us, minimalism has been that piece, too. It's not just about the things. It's about the appointments, the calendars, and also the people that you have in your life. Because um, we all know that we all have people in our lives that um, can be toxic Mm -hmm. and not beneficial and helping us grow to be Mm -hmm. saints. Sometimes you can't choose those people, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but you can limit how how you see them or and put, put boundaries, a boundaries in place, kind yes. of thing.
0: Yeah, or even the amount of good people. Yes, like that's been a challenge. I think for me, and I know we've had this conversation before. Like there are so many people that I want to just
1: There's, be in close yes. relationship
0: with because they're. They're incredible, they're edifying, they're
1: encouraging. Yeah, they bring
0: me life, all of those things. Um, And yet, there's, you you can't be. You can't
1: invest in everyone. Yeah,
0: which is really hard for me. I know it is. (laughs) (laughs) I wanna be like, I wanna be where the people are. Because there's so many good people out there. Exactly. You totally get me. You totally get me. I think that's really powerful, though. Like, as you're sharing. This also applies to calendar. This also applies to the people in our lives. This also applies to the activities and the things that we're going to engage in and that kind of thing. Like that's, that's the power of an ordered home, like yes. of an ordered family.
1: And it brings peace, not only to you, but to your entire family mm-hmm. and helps you to grow and function mm-hmm. well together.
0: Mm-hmm. And that might come at the sacrifice of good things. Yes. You know, that might come It's not a, just the
1: bad things you're getting You're yeah, getting rid of.
0: Right, right. Which I think is why this is like a difficult thing exactly. for us and why we don't naturally do it. Like if it would be a little bit easier almost, if it was like, just cut the- <laughs> Cut out the garbage. Cut out the garbage. Just throw right? it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really not that. That's not what we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. we're actually, it goes back to that definition. That's just really, really struck me value to to prioritize or to lift up the things that we most value right um in in every which way kind of thing how do you think this way of living this intentional way of living has affected you and levi even because even as a team like doing this together (laughs) how has it affected you guys your marriage and in what you're establishing for your family
1: Levi' has really been the one that kind of pushed me to start the business. Okay. Um, I'm get, gonna get to your question. But he he loves things organized. He just struggles to get there and to keep them there. Yeah. yeah, and so it's something that like along our marriage that we've just kind of battled and tried to tried to figure out the balance with. Yeah, And so with that, um, we've really in the last couple of years, started entering into it together and really organizing and trying to get through this together. that This book that I keep referring to mm-hmm. um, is actually one that Levi and I read together. Oh, cool. And so it's been one that um, we're going to start this, this eight-week program together. Yeah. And really, I I feel like having the whole family on board mm-hmm. is really crucial.
0: Yeah. Can I it's ask a, a family question, question? Yes. while you grab baby? Okay, so I think one of the challenges in I don't know in in just like marriage and home life and that kind of thing is uh how do I want to describe this like the distribution of responsibilities I think is often is how Matt often refers to it like and, and 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 if you would ask Matt I I think his answer to like what's been one of the most the biggest challenges of marriage it's it's been that for him like ensuring that we're kind of in this together as a team and because he's definitely more of like the cleaner and the organizer, (laughs) right? And like Levi and I are off like having a great conversation with people. (laughs) Um, So I think that's been, and yeah, so I think that, and there's been times too where I felt like maybe I was doing more and and it can really be this place for resentment. For sure it can. To grow. Um, Have you guys experienced that? And this is why I said, can I ask you a personal question? (laughs) Have you experienced that? And has this been helpful in
1: kind of combating
0: that for you?
1: It has. And actually, this has actually come up more recently than i like to admit. Um,
0: Oh, yeah. We talked about it all the time. This (laughs) was was yesterday's conversation in our
1: house. Yes. And just trying to figure out, because the, that the, that changes that balance mm-hmm. of who's doing what. And it's not going to be 50-50. It never is in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always giving and thinking of your spouse first. Yes. I think that's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, and it's so easy for me to forget that and feel like, because I live at home all day. And so... I forget that he has been at work all day and that's stressful just as much, if not more yeah. some days. And we all have to give so that, that we're, our home is functioning the way it needs to.
0: Yeah. It was, yeah. Did I send you that post from the girl that I love on Instagram? What's her name? Laura Godfrey? I don't think so. She posted something recently. It was kind of along this along these lines and she talked about needing to to root herself first in gratitude and that whenever something kind of came up for her of like um yeah feeling unbalanced in this way yeah. if she stops and recognizes and like thanks in her heart in her mind practically her husband for all the things that he yes. does like how much that shifts the perspective i have 100 found that to be true
1: well, that's so true, everything. and that's like on uh, you had on your podcast, and one of the first episodes I think Father on talking about his mother and how she would always when he she was picking up after yeah. his father yeah. would yeah. pray for him. Yeah, and I've actually taken that, and every time I I pick up Levi's clothes, <laughs> right, right, or anything, even for my kids, when yeah. we're doing things like that, praying for them, and when I am grateful, like you're talking about, it changes the whole day.
0: Yeah, man, I'm super convicted by that because I do not. It is. Yeah, I do not do that,
1: and it's also part of, of it is my morning routine.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we've talked about this so before. Like Rooting Ma- yourself in that, yes, I I function so much more on routine, right? And so when things are off, it really throws me. Yeah. And when I get that morning routine, the whole day is so much better, and it yeah. flows because I have those yep. processes in place. Yeah. Yep. And yep. everyone functions, and my yeah. tone sets the tone for the rest of the kids. Yeah. Okay,
0: here's one of the last questions that I have for you because I think as we're having this conversation, um, this was really spurred. I don't even know if I told you this, but my desire to do this episode was spurred by uh, the fact that Matt and I like deep cleaned our house a couple weeks ago and like we just did a total reset in our house and it restored something in our interior order, our interior freedom that I don't even quite have the language for, but it was very clear that it was there. Does that make sense? Yes. So it was completely like, this is powerful. Like it was this powerful experience. Um and yeah, it just was it yeah. I think the challenge is that that can become um like now, anytime something's on the floor or whatever, right? Or the spill happens, et cetera. The Cheerios be... get spilled for the 10th time yeah, that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the spill of the day. Shout out to Megan <laughs> Yes. Um, I think the challenge is that can be like really robbing then yes. of our peace because we have almost like over-prioritized having mm-hmm. the clean house. And that's not what we're no, talking about at, at all. all. So can you speak to that a little bit? Because I know it's a really powerful, you know, Distinction,
1: yes, it definitely is. I think that um, when you're in your home all day, especially like it's really hard to um, let anybody inside your home when it's messy. Mm-hmm. It's like the you're having your um, women's group over, and you have to mm-hmm. quit clean up everything and make sure it's spotless, and you give this projection that your life is perfect. And it's the Pinterest,
0: yeah, this
1: is my home, yeah, twenty four seven picture um and it's just not real life and i think if we all let people step into our real life a little bit more it would give everybody else the permission to do so yeah um because life is so messy and it's crazy and chaotic and that's okay yeah not to mention let god step
0: into the messiness yes you know like I think if, if we're constantly so worried about this, no wonder we have a hard time letting the Lord see intimately the mm-hmm. the, the inner workings of our heart because our hearts are messy.
1: Yes. Like the
0: human experience is messy.
1: We all have so much work here. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so if we can get in the habit, I think of being free in the messiness and and being okay with the vulnerability that's required to say, uh, yes, like a properly ordered home restores order in me, and yet, like I have not arrived. You know, like we're hey, pilgrims well, it's on the be journey. A constant, yeah, and, and that's okay. Yeah, and there's freedom in that. There's so much freedom in that. Um, I've had a conversion of heart about something. Let's hear it. Cleaning ladies.
1: <gasps> no, you don't like her. No, I love her. Oh,
0: good. So <laughs> you were against her. Well, I was against <gasps> cleaning ladies. Oh. You knew this. No. Yeah, I had like a thing um early on in marriage. If you would have asked me in our first year of marriage if we would ever had a if we would ever have a cleaning lady, I would be like very judgmentally probably like no. Like it's our job to like keep order in our home. I like I just I would have felt like that was taboo. I would have like I just had that sort of vision yes. of it. Um, fast forward into now having three kids, being two working parents, that kind of thing. Um, my dear, yeah, someone very dear in our life was like, <laughs> "I think you should consider hiring a cleaning lady." I call them cleaning angels. <laughs> like, oh, yes. isn't that a great name? Yes. <laughs> um, and and she just said, "I think if you can spare the hundred or one hundred and fifty bucks a month, um, to give someone else a job." and to do those things that you simply don't have time to do like you're gonna keep your t- house tidy you're gonna keep things put away but it's like the scrubbing the floor or like you know mopping the floor you a or whatever weekend back it gives us a weekend back yes and and to get to the point where i was able to say like hey i actually value this enough that we're gonna put um some money behind it and we don't have a lot of money to spare right so it's not like oh that was easy like it's a sacrifice um but it has also allowed us time that we didn't have before or those things just simply weren't happening and it was causing this like yes constant like ah you know whatever so i've just had a total conversion and i am super pro cleaning angels if you can swing the hundred bucks 150 bucks a month
1: and you know what it. i i, I used great. to have a cleaning lady when i was working full-time and we didn't for the longest time yeah and i don't think i even told you this we have a cleaner coming on monday praise and the i am i'm so thankful it's so hard for me to admit that i cannot do it all and yeah. i am so thankful yeah i can't it's like wait being a good steward of your
0: home it is. in some ways and i and like if 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 i had the time to do that like I'm not going to say I would love to do that because that's actually just that that would be a lie, but I think yeah, there's a reality. Like sometimes we just need the extra support. It's yes. like high Hy- Hy- the aisles online. Oh yes, what a gift! You know, praise the Lord for somebody that can help me do the grocery shopping exactly. as a busy mom or whatever. Which I actually grieve that because I love grocery shopping. But um,
1: <laughs> oh, I love delivery. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's, I'm like, um, I'm very humbled saying this on the podcast because I know that there's listeners that are probably that feel like that are anti or whatever, but I got to tell you, it's been like such a gift to us and I'm it so gives grateful. Me so much more
1: time to be with my children mm-hmm. and that's the end of the day where mm-hmm. I feel my calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you just have to discern like, what do you value?
1: Yes, exactly. And where do you
0: prioritize that? Oh, so good. Okay, friend, any other thoughts that are on your heart as we come to a close in this conversation?
1: I don't think so. I think we covered a good—I mean, obviously, we could talk about this for a long time and give all kinds of tidbits of actually how to go about it. But
0: Well, you've been a real inspiration to me in terms of just prioritizing this Mm -hmm. and you taking it seriously in your own home and— um, the desire that you have to properly order your home in all of these different ways. Um, you know, like I just, at the end of the day, I think there's a reality that space matters, environment matters. That's why we build beautiful churches. exactly, And uh, they can become this place for us to encounter God. And so if we have a home that we can operate well within and experience beauty within, it, it actually offers something to the interior life of a family which I think is so beautiful. Okay, my last question for you. I forgot to tell you that I do this at the end of every episode, but I think you know. Yeah. Okay, tell me, what's a question that you have been pondering? This is a place with more questions than answers, and we always want to leave with something to to continue to ponder. So what's a question you've been thinking about?
1: Well, as I, we've kind of dived all into this, I think it's a question that it's going to constantly have different answers. But in our world of consumerism, how do we learn to be in the world but not of the world and to carry that out tangibly day to day in our lives and to teach our children that. I think that's even been a harder Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. What do we do about Santa Claus? Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The million dollar question. (laughs) That's really good. How do you be in the world not of the world in this world of consumerism where these things are not necessarily bad but what's what's the Christian's view? Right, Person, yeah. what's the Christian view? You're the best, Beth. Thank, oh, thank you so much you. for coming on a blessing. Friends, I hope yeah. that you love this episode. Please share it. Share it with your spouse. I think, especially if you're married, um, there's just so many things in this conversation that really struck me and related to marriage. And I'm super excited for Matt and I to have a conversation about it and um, talk about maybe the eight-week um, lead up to Advent. I think that would be really, really yeah. cool for us. Um, and But know that you don't go in it alone. You can always uh, call Beth. She'll give you some <laughs> words of wisdom and prayers we'll along the way. We'll do a FaceTime. Yeah, there you go. Friends, thanks so much for listening. Share it with a friend and we will see you next time.